Coming up on the Assassins Podcast, we've got Terry Rice, host of Entrepreneur's Launch Your Business Podcast and author for Entrepreneur Media, joining the show to talk about how Terry got on Jason Pfeiffer's radar, editor-in-chief at Entrepreneur, and how that ended up being the interaction that led to his dream job, Terry's process for launching his own consulting practice and working with customers to find their zone of genius, as well as the tactics required to take your consulting practice from zero to one. And then we talk about going solo, the process of making it as a solopreneur, Terry's 10 questions framework, and where Terry gets inspiration for the content he creates for entrepreneur. We go back in time to talk about an incredibly awkward afternoon I spent with the rapper T.I., and then we talk about Terry's process for launching the Launch Your Business podcast and how to land exceptional guests that are right for your show, as well as the two biggest mistakes that Terry sees solopreneurs making and how to fix them. This is a full episode, my friends. All right. Without further ado, let's get into the show. Assassins. Assassin's state of mind, hustle, grind. See them dollar signs, assassin's state of mind, assassin's state of mind, hustle, grind. See them dollar signs way above the bottom line, assassin's state of mind, hustle, grind. See them dollar signs, assassin's state of mind, assassin's state of mind, hustle, grind. See them dollar signs way above the bottom line, assassin's state of mind. They say money over everything, everything, nation again. For a wedding ring, salary, startups, crypto, stock exchange. Appreciate every penny. Pocket change. One phone call. What is going on, everybody? Happy Friday. It's your host, Justin Vandehey, here at the Assassin's Podcast, where every week we have incredible founders and operators on the show taking their companies from zero to one. Now, this week on the podcast, we've got a special guest in. He's an entrepreneur. He's putting out incredible content for entrepreneur, and he is the host of the popular business podcast, Launch Your Business for Entrepreneur. Terry Rice, welcome to the Assassin's Podcast. Thanks for having me. How's it going? Good, man. It's good to have you in. So thought we would just start with your background a little bit and would love if you want to share with the listeners your career journey. And I was just personally interested because I know I mentioned I've done some contribution and some writing and work for Entrepreneur, but how did you get connected up with the team at Entrepreneur? I'm going to bring one thing up and it's very relevant. So I live in Brooklyn. And you might hear some sirens in the background. So if you've never been to Brooklyn, that's what it sounds like. <laughs> but um, the question you asked actually has to deal with Brooklyn too. Uh, that's where I live. And about, what was it, five years ago, I decided, look, I don't want to work on the weekends anymore because my daughter was two at the time and she would recognize when dad was leaving, you know, on the weekends. And she was like, hey, can I come with you? And I was like, um, I'm going to work, not a good spot. So I said, look, I'm not going to work on the weekends anymore because I want to be more present for my family. And literally two weeks later, the opportunity of a lifetime happened as a result of that. I was taking my daughter to this uh, free gym class in uh, Park Slope, Brooklyn, which I'm sure you're familiar with. Shout out. I'm walking into this class and I sit down and I see Jason Pfeiffer there, who's the editor-in-chief of Entrepreneur Magazine. So I'm like, holy cow, I've been stalking this guy on social media for like two years trying to get a like from him or something. <laughs> and even on my vision board, it said, I want to write for a high-profile magazine within a year. Forbes, entrepreneur, so on and so forth. So I walk in and there's Jason. And I'm like, I got to talk to the guy, right? I got to say something to him. But the problem was I overheard him talking to his wife, Jennifer, saying, 
that it was his birthday. Mm. So he's trying to plan his birthday. And I'm like, how do I interrupt this guy while he's planning his birthday? So I tried to get my daughter to do it. My daughter, Lena, I'm like, hey, go over to that guy and say happy birthday. And she's like, no, dude, I'm scared. Who the heck is that guy? <laughs> so I eventually had to do it myself. But I just walked over. I was like, hey, man, you know, I, I love your podcast. And he's like, you know who I am? I'm like, yeah, you're, you're the guy, you know, so on and so forth. And he was just so appreciative of the feedback I gave him about his podcast. That's really how we connected. Uh, that, that turned into a longer conversation. In fact, his wife was dragging him away. She's like, we have to go to your birthday, <laughs> your birthday lunch. Yeah. Um, and that's how we connected. That turned into a coffee meeting a couple of weeks later. And during that time, uh, one of their, their lead marketing uh, experts was um, out on maternity leave. And that's when Jason suggested me to the other team, the rest of the team, an entrepreneur. Hey, well, I know this guy was really good at marketing. Just met him, but we should talk to him. They brought me in for some projects. Fast forward five years. I'm now an author through Entrepreneur, both a book as well as my column. I have a podcast through Entrepreneur and do a lot of projects with them as well. So it all, it all came from wanting to be a better dad, to be honest. <laughs> and that's all right. Thus, as this podcast is all about founders that have taken their ventures or are working through their ventures, getting them from zero to one. I have a number of entrepreneurs that have reached out to me to talk about my thoughts on creating their own independent consulting practice. And I honestly, I have nothing for them oftentimes. <laughs> it's just blank stares and just empty emails. But you've done this successfully. And I wanted to see if you'd be down to just share what your experience was like spinning up your own consulting business and Maybe if you've got one or two tactical things that you might offer up to entrepreneurs who are thinking about taking that leap. Yeah, I'm going to share how I did it, but wait to the end because I messed up a lot at the beginning. So like, don't, don't write any of this down yet, <laughs> right? So, you know, like a lot of you, I worked in corporate for 10 years and my last corporate job was at Facebook. So I decided I'm going to become a Facebook marketing consultant. That was my goal. But it's interesting because I was good at my job, but I had no idea how to actually run a business whatsoever, even though I went to business school, which is even more embarrassing. I have an MBA. So the first couple of months, I had no clue how to get clients. I'm like cold emailing people, just begging people to give me the time of day and not getting too much traction from. But really what, what tipped it is this. I spent two weeks reaching out to people who were members of Brooklyn Chamber of Commerce, trying to get them to work with me. No real responses. So instead I flipped it. I went directly to the Brooklyn Chamber of Commerce and said, look, I would love to give a free workshop for your members, digital marketing for founders. What do you say? Yeah, sure. Whatever. Right. So they promoted me to their list of thousands of people here in Brooklyn, mm. gave me a free conference room in downtown Brooklyn. I walk in, there's like 60 people there waiting to hear me speak. And I know some of them specifically that I emailed and never got a response from. So I had to kind of get that chip off my shoulder, but it was amazing that all these people showed up to hear me speak. And afterwards, four of them became clients. And that's when I realized, well, hell, the way that you really grow your brand is by coming up with content that can help your audience and then finding a third party that has access to them already and offering to give some kind of free talk. That's how I initially got leads coming in. But it wasn't until I had a real process for how to absorb the leads that things got better. So what I do now with people, if they want to start a consulting business, I have to start with finding your zone of genius, hmm. the work-related tasks that you excel at and you actually enjoy. So I would ask you to first do an inventory of your career and look at all the jobs you've had, as well as the associated tasks, and put them into one of four zones, the last one being your zone of genius, things you like to do and you excel at. That's how you can build the foundation for your consulting business. And the next part is challenging, but not confusing. What I want you to do is this. 
I want you to create an audit. So pretend like you're an email marketing expert. How would you audit someone else's email marketing campaigns? You know, step one is maybe making sure the list is in good shape. Step two, do you have good copy? Step three, what's your subject line? Whatever it is, because you're going to use that audit as the basis for the service you provide. I have this five-step process to make sure that you make the most out of email marketing campaigns in this case. And you can sell those as a service. But then when you go into consulting, you still have the same process that you've developed in your audit that you can use to help people as a consultant. So it's that clarity that gives you the confidence. And then when you are pitching people or they're asking, how can you help me? You're not making it up as you go along, right? You want to have a dedicated process. I have a five-step process that goes X, Y, Z. And don't get too complicated, but if it spells something, that's even better, right? I have one model called the action model. And everyone's like, tell me more about that, right? If you had like the DIRT model, nobody would care. <laughs> but come up with a cool acronym. And um, as a result of that, you just seem much more confident and much more poised. And it's easier for you to sell yourself because you already have all the information needed. It's some really good tactical stuff in there. I, I noticed in supporting entrepreneurs, you focus a lot on the solopreneur. And I was curious to just hear your perspective on that focus. It's why you've anchored there. Yeah, it's funny because early on, I was like, I help companies, entrepreneurs, and nonprofits build their brand and revenue. It's like, well, who do you help, dude? Because every... Every or or and you have in your statement decreases it by half. I help entrepreneurs and nonprofits. Okay, well, I'm an entrepreneur, bro. Like, I don't need you, right? So yeah. that's one reason was just getting more streamlined. But also, you have to live it, learn, then teach it. And on my end, the path I've taken is solopreneurship, right? So if you're a, if you're a startup trying to raise VC funds, I can't really help you. However, for years, people would approach me with those questions. Hey, Terry, I just hired 10 new people. What should my HR person do? I'm like, bro, I don't even know. I don't even have an HR person. Like, I can't help with this. Yeah. So the way that I avoid imposter syndrome is I learn it, live it, then teach it. So I'm very, very narrow in regards to solopreneurs. Okay. So you've written some really great content for entrepreneur as a contributor and author for them. I often find myself struggling to find inspiration and it just feels like I'm just recycling the same shit over and over and over again. But it just seems like your range is wide and you've got really great perspective across different domains. Where do you come up with the ideas for the stuff that you generate? Where do you get your inspiration from? And then do you have any recommendations for creators to, to get that out of themselves? There's a few ways. I mean, one is questions create content. So think of 10 questions that your audience has and then answer it with content, right? So for me, it's how do I get more leads? How do I increase my prices? How do I avoid burnout? I can, I know these questions because I've researched my audience so much by, by talking to them. But if you just do that, there you go. There's 10 creative ideas you have. Another is just being aware of what you're doing and what you've done. So when we talk about what you've done, I encourage people to create a, a story journal, write down 40 stories from your career that you could share with people, that include some kind of lesson. So I'll give you a really quick one. My daughter, Lena, during the pandemic, it's around like 2021 or 2020, you know, when the pandemic was, it doesn't really matter, but her, she, she lost her first tooth. And she's like, dad, is the chief fairy going to come and leave me a dollar? And at this point, I'm burned out from the pandemic. I got four kids. I'm working around the clock. I'm, just, I'm not, I'm not with this, right? So I'm like, hey, look, Lena, there's no tooth fairy. There's no Santa Claus. There's no Easter bunny. Don't ask me what any of that stuff. And she replied, okay, well, that's fine. But can you just sneak in my room while I'm sleeping and put a dollar under my pillow? <laughs> And I was like, yeah, but I realized she didn't care about the process. She cared about the outcome. However, far too many businesses, if you look at their website, 
It's all process, 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 not outcome. So I turned that story into a teachable moment for any entrepreneur to encourage them to go look at their website and make sure that they're not just talking about their, their outcomes. So that story journal idea, I have to give it up to Swamit Hala Taha, who has a podcast called Young and Profiting. That's where I got the idea from. But again, if you are an expert, you can have so many freaking stories to share that you'll never run out, right? So again, one is 10 questions to answer. Another is sharing your stories. Another is talking about what you're doing right now. So on my end, I just put together some new processes to do biz dev for my company, including hiring my wife, which is freaking amazing. So I can tell that story. Here's the story of how, this is a true story, by the way. I just wanted to have one service that paid for my kid's daycare bill, which is $4,000 a month. It's a lot of money. And I was like, how can I just make that money in a day guaranteed every month? So I put together this recurring workshop where I will help you build your irresistible offer. And I know I'm getting tactical, but that's what we're no, for, right? Good. But to make sure it sells out, I said, look, I'm only letting eight people in it and it costs $600 to attend. So six times eight is 48. There's my, there's my daycare bill. That idea came out of nowhere on May 6th by actually yesterday. I hate seeing dates on podcasts, but two weeks later, it sold out, right? So I'm going to go tell that story. Hey guys, here's how I replaced a bill with, you know, just through my talent. And even looking my wife into it. So you get the point, right? It's just sharing your stories as well as answering questions to your audience. Yeah, it's a good segue into the podcast. So you've, you've also developed an incredibly successful podcast and launched your business. I also read the TI interview as part of the Entrepreneur's Podcast. I've got a really good TI story as well. You have to tell it. Okay. I was an intern at Atlantic Records uh, and Bad Boy Entertainment. And, and TI was an artist with them. And they, they released the, uh, it was the Live Your Life. That was the one, I can't remember the name of the album that we released, but anyway, I was in international marketing and my boss was like, Hey, go down and liaise for international, the Japanese reporting crew is going to be here and we want to do radio coverage for TI. So they put me and TI in a room and no one else is there. It's just me and TI sitting in a room for four hours together. And honestly, oh. for the first, it's like the first. 20 minutes, we sat in silence because I think he's like, who's this awkward white dude? And then I started asking him questions about like, I was like, oh, Atlanta, Falcons fan. I'm from Wisconsin. He's like, yep. And we just sat there in silence together. And then eventually he's like, hey, man, you think you can make me some waffles? And I was like, yeah, dude, for sure. I got you. I got you, man. So I spun up some waffles in the Atlantic Records kitchen. And after that, we kind of broke common ground over waffles. But sometimes you just got to, it's through the heart food you know anyway i just thought your interview there was great side note i would love on the podcast front i'm trying to get this thing off the ground tactics that you found helpful or successful to grow your audience and also things like landing guests like that i have a lot of podcasters that have asked me about best practices for this but any insight or, or guidance or things that you can think about that have helped to launch launch your business yeah it's interesting you mentioned big guests and we can talk about you know who i've had on if it helps but often big guests I'm going to promote you. T.I. liked your waffles. I had a good talk with him, but he's not going to go ahead and promote podcasts yeah. because he has other stuff to do. So I think you're often better, especially when you're brand new, is finding people who are going to be good guests, but will be excited to share the fact they're on with your audience. And therefore, you'll get more reach, right? So I think that's, that's where I would start. It's also little things. With my podcast, we always have a video component to it. So we're recording every single episode. And then those, those clips, there might be like a minute long clip. 
you put that on social media, right? Because I think one issue people have with promoting a podcast is there's no way to get on the shallow end of the pool. It's like, look, either give me 25 minutes or nothing. Well, I don't really know you like that. So if you have like an audiogram or the video clips from it, that alone can help you build up anticipation for the podcast and get more people in it. Uh, another thing I like to do is tease out the outcomes from it on social media. So if I have TI on and he's talking about why you have to trust your family, I'll do some social media posts about that on LinkedIn. And I'll say, hey, to learn, to hear more about this, go listen to my episode with TI. It comes out Tuesday. Make sure you subscribe now to, to have it in time. So that's another way. And then the last thing, if you have an email list, obviously, you can summarize some of the key takeaways from your last episode and encourage people to listen to it as well. But the last thing I would say is, it's always the last thing, right? Also get on other podcasts right now. I mean, hopefully some of your listeners are you know, not terribly bored by me and they might want to listen to my podcast. Launch your business as well. But just realize it's a grind. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't happen overnight and you have to be mission oriented, right? You have to know exactly who you're talking to. And as a result of that, you'll, you'll be fulfilled no matter how many listeners you have because you're helping people. Okay. So you've worked with a ton of different entrepreneurs, supported them in a number of ways, coaching, advising. What is one of the most common mistakes that you see first-time entrepreneurs make or solopreneurs make? What I've noticed to the point where I made a guide about it, which I'll give you a link for in a moment, is people spend way too much time on branding and not nearly enough on making sure they have a good offer. Like, how do you actually solve a problem for your target audience? And the way that you would describe your offer is just start with your dream outcome. I will help you increase your revenue and land more high-paying clients in seven days. That sounds great, right? But if your landing page just says services at the top and then goes into like a bunch of features and benefits, that's not going to land too well. So it's not having a good offer, first of all. Spend a lot of time on this because what I've noticed is people tend to go heavy on personal branding because they're trying to get leads. But you can spend all that time attracting people to your website. If you have a crappy offer, they're not going to convert. So you wasted all your time. So that's one is not just sitting down and thinking, okay, what does my target audience want? First of all, state that first. Second of all, how can I let them know I understand them? Are you frustrated by this? Maybe it's concerned about this. I'm here to help. Here's how. So there's that. But the other thing is just biz dev, business development. Literally reaching out to someone and saying, would you like to buy my stuff? The, the benefit of having a personal brand as you're building it up is when you do biz dev and outreach, they're going to research you and say, oh, well, that person is actually pretty cool. They answered my 10 questions with their content. So you, you want to do the biz dev, but to support that, I, again, I'm getting tactical. You want to have some kind of lead magnet, some kind of PDF you can give away to people. And mine I'll mention right now is called the Get Unstuck Guide. It's the guide to identifying revenue roadblocks. You can multiply your income. And you can find that by going to terryrice.co backslash money. But in that guide, I talk about the five things you must do to remove these revenue roadblocks. So what you could do is even on social media, you can say, hey, there's five revenue roadblocks in entrepreneur's face. Here's one of them and how to get through it. Do you want the other four? Download my PDF now, mm -hmm. right? So what I'm saying is people often have a lead magnet, but no one really cares because you have not qualified that you have a solution to their problems. You can use social media to promote it initially by sharing some content and on the back end say, yeah, join my newsletter and have some kind of cool secrets behind it. So it's those two things. One, not having a good offer. Two, not focusing on biz dev in a way that doesn't feel like you're just cold calling all the time. And if you solve for those two problems, you're, you're way ahead of the majority of people who are in entrepreneurship. 
All right, dude. I know we're we're coming to the end of the time here. As we round it out, what's next for Terry Rice? And then is there anything else that that you wanted to plug? I mean, there's stuff I can plug, but honestly, I'm here for you guys. Like you can go to my website, it's terryrice.co. I would encourage you to check that out. I have those workshops once a month now where I help you build your irresistible offer. So you can reach out to me in regards to that website or social media at it's Terry Rice. But really what I want you all to realize is some of the stuff I'm saying to you right now, if I had heard that eight years ago, I would have grown much quicker and avoided a lot of frustration because when I first started my business, my daughter was a newborn. And unfortunately, you know, I was there every day, but I didn't really, I wasn't present. So there's certain things from her young or early life. I don't remember because I was distracted by worry and fatigue and anxiety. So I'm just trying to help you avoid that stuff. And I know right now I could have sat down with you know, me eight years ago and talked for an hour and helped avoid a lot of issues and make a lot more money. So what I'm saying is buy speed, buy speed by buying, getting a mentor, getting a coach, buying a program, whatever it is. But you can figure these things out eventually, but you can learn a heck of a lot quicker and avoid that frustration by listening to people like me, like Justin, like whoever it is. But don't just listen. Don't just stockpile information. Apply what you've learned. Because one of my favorite quotes by Jim Rohn is, knowledge uninvested in labor is wasted. If you learned anything from this podcast today, do two things. One is, jot that down, make a plan to implement that, but also share it on social media, right? Tag Justin, tag the, post, tag the podcast. Hold yourself accountable for doing these things. I just learned this. I'm going to do this. It's freaking awesome. Go listen to Justin's podcast. You'll be freaking awesome too. So it's really that. I just want you guys to get out of your own way, but realize that you need help, right? Like that's why people sell these services. You'll learn so much quicker if you do that. Super solid advice to round this thing out. I love walking away with a couple of real tactical things that you can do to, like you said, speed up the, the learning cycles and actually take action on these things. And again, congrats on all the success with all the content that you're putting out in the business that you're building. Thanks. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. All right. That is a wrap. Again, shout out to Terry Rice, to Jason Pfeiffer, to the entire team over at Entrepreneur Media. They've been awesome partners this past year. Be sure to check out the Launch Your Business podcast on entrepreneur.com. A ton of great shows there, but Terry's a phenomenal host. So check that out. Also, as Terry mentioned on the pod, for the Unstuck Guide, head over to terryrice.co slash money. That is just pure gold if you are an entrepreneur trying to take your business to the next level. This week on the show, we've got an incredible guest coming on, Suze Dowling. We're going to air that episode next week. We also got a little special treat for you all. We're going to have my brother in to talk about successors. It is the it is the era, the era of succession here, so... We're going to have some fun with that. Be on the lookout for that in the coming week. In the meantime, keep hustling. Keep grinding. Keep getting that money. Assassin's state of mind. Hustle. Grind. See them dollar signs. Assassin's state of mind. Assassin's state of mind. Hustle. Grind. See them dollar signs way above the bottom line. Assassin's state of mind. Hustle. Grind. See them dollar signs, assassin state of mind, assassin state of mind, hustle, grind. See them dollar signs way above the bottom line, assassin state of mind. They say money over everything, everything, Asian the game. Shopping for a wedding ring, salary, startups, crypto, stock exchange. Appreciate every penny, pocket change. One phone call and your life can change. What's your love language? Can't do business if it ain't reciprocal.